0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Under the Radar SFF Folks Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Blaze. Thank you so much for joining me and sticking with me as I make my way through the summer. You know, everyone wants to be outside. Everyone wants to be enjoying themselves. To me, I love just sitting down and just making a good podcast for you. So thank you once again. Um, today, I want to revisit my series that I started a while back but I haven't gotten to, and that that is subgenre of fantasy, just going through the categories and seeing how they have evolved over time, where the origins are, and some recommendations for under-the-radar stories. The subgenre we're going to be talking about today is Grimdark. Now, Grimdark is a relatively new term that has been around for probably about 20 years, but it originated in Warhammer 40k. Um, And the quote is, in the grim darkness of the future, there is only war. And I promise one one of these days I'm going to get a Warhammer 40k expert on this podcast to go through the vast number of books that they have available in the Black Library, to go through what's the best place to start, what's their experience with Warhammer, and as well as some of my own reading for Warhammer. So stick with me on that. I'm going to be working to get someone on pretty soon. But grim was once called Dark Fantasy, and when people hear the word Grimdark, they immediately go to one of two authors, the first being Lord Grimdark himself, Joe Abercrombie, and his first Law Trilogy. Um, I'm a huge fan of his, as most people on BookTube and BookTwitter are, and the other one is Mark Lawrence, and particularly the Broken Empire Trilogy, which was my first introduction to Mark Lawrence, and it's an unpopular opinion, but to this day, it's still my favorite work that he has put on paper. So, we'll get into that at another time, in another podcast, but I love the Broken Empire trilogy. But, Grimdark did not originate with those two authors. In fact, it happened many decades before that, and I believe the intro to Grimdark Fantasy happened with the author Glenn Cook, who wrote the Black Company series. Now, if you haven't read the Black Company, it is a war fantasy story. Very dark, very grim, as you would imagine, but it goes into the hardships and travesties of the soldier on the personal level. You're following the, this black company throughout their ages, throughout their missions. They have um, the main character's name is Croker. He's um, he's the chronicler of all the deeds and aspects of the company, and you follow all like the the soldiers around him. You have Elmo. You have captain you have raven you have the lady and you have and just experiencing this world and how hard it could be on a very personal level was the introduction to dark fantasy for me and i can't stop raving about the black company series now more people should get on board with that it is one-of-a-kind experience till to this day and glenn cook does something very very interesting with his writing style he actually changes his writing style throughout the course of this series because the main protagonist, in some of the, in most of the books it's Croker, but in some of them it's actually other characters, and he changes his writing style depending on who's telling the story. Something I've seen very few authors do, so it's definitely a, a reading experience for you. And although I don't recommend this one as a grim, dark type of series or novel, you can definitely say that Malaz's Book of the Fallen has its grim and dark moments, and Stephen Erickson was actually influenced heavily by Glenn Cook's Black Company series, and he actually gives um, acknowledgments to him in one of his books. I believe it's Toll of the Hounds, which is book eight in the Malazan Book of the Fallen series. So I just wanted to give that little nod to a fantastic series and one that I have reread multiple times. So definitely check out Malazan Book of the Fallen if you want to see what the influences are from the Black Company. Now let's say you want to jump into Grimdark fantasy and you don't know what to expect in terms of themes, in terms of what the general um, tone is of the stories and the writing style. So when you're going into a grim, dark fantasy story, these are types of things you should be expecting. You should be expecting to see a lot of blood, a lot of fighting. There's going to be gore. There might there be a lot of violence. There's going to be torture. There could also be some hints and maybe some scenes where there could be sexual violence or hints at sexual violence. I know this type of thing turns off some readers, but just a fair warning that that is something that could happen in the story. You also see a big, big amount of time invested in the anti-hero. So probably like the bad guy of any series who you just wanted to hate and not see as much time going into, like developing his character, you're going to get a lot of time with those. There's different shades of grey for multiple characters and most of the times you don't know which one is good or which one is bad and it's those types of blendings which kind of like gave the rise to a game of thrones and why we love it so much i know these types of stories will not work for everyone but what is not someone's cup of tea may be someone else's fresh morning coffee now with all that being said what would be a good entry point for grimdark readers and what's a good place to start your reading adventures I would say that the best place to start reading grim dark is actually with Joe Abercrombie, but not his first law trilogy. He actually made kind of a semi YA series called the Shattered Sea trilogy. It's not nearly as grim and dark as his first law trilogy, but it gives you an introduction to his type of writing. There are some dark moments in this series, and each book follows two two different sets of characters. The first book being Um, Half a king. It is probably the safest bet if you wanted to take a jump into grimdark, and I really hope that this would be a good starting point for everyone to just to get their feet wet a little bit. Now I'd like to get into some recommendations of series that I've read over the years that are squarely in dark fantasy slash grimdark, and I think that a lot of people will enjoy because I don't see a lot of conversations about them, at least not lately. The first one is actually it's two books by the same author. And the author is Jay Kristoff, the first one being Storm Dancer. Storm Dancer is book one in the Lotus War trilogy. Um, it's a Japanese inspired um, like dark fantasy with also some steampunk elements into it. And the main premise is that machinery and industrialization has taken over the main islands. But there's a cost in order to keep these machines uh, going, which has increased prosperity, for all of the people in this civilization, they have to use this Black Lotus, which has been um, growing rampant across the land. But in order to grow the Black Lotus, it completely decimates the ecosystem and the soil. So on one hand, you're increasing productivity. On the other hand, you're losing the land and you're losing access to all the minerals and all the lands you need to grow products and food. So it's definitely a cost-benefit for that. The main character, Yukiko, she and her father are tasked by the uh, ruler to bring back a legendary uh, griffin. And during that uh, trip to to find and capture this creature, they are betrayed. There's a lot of politics going on. There's a lot of hidden agendas going on. It definitely surprised me. It's definitely a series that a lot of people um, haven't tried, but I think they need to. So definitely keep this on your radar. And along those same lines... The other book by Jay Kristoff that I'm going to recommend is Nevernight. Now, Nevernight is the story of a girl named Maya, who is the daughter of an executed um, traitor. And she has to go to this basically assassin school and learn everything there is to be a member of the Red Church. There are several different teachers. There are several different aspects of it. We get flashback chapters of her getting trained and just all of that, again, Jay Kristoff's writing is very riveting, um, and it's very fast-paced, and I just loved this series. The ending was a little bit um, bland for me, in my opinion. I'm talking about the end of the series, not the end of this book, but that's a subject for another day. So these two books, Stormdancer and Nevernight by Jay Kristoff, are definitely ones I recommend for Grimdark fans. This next one was a fun read for me when I read about a year ago. That is The Hellborn King by Christopher Brenning. This is 100% grimdark, and it deals with many different aspects from two different sides of the war. We have the uh, barbarian tribes to the north. They have been united under this leader who's tasked with bringing glory back to the northern tribes. And this is foretold in a long-lost prophecy that he has to find like the missing leader of this long-lost uh, northern tribes, and that will bring about great glory. On the other side, we have the kingdoms that are being invaded. And we have them from the king, we have them from his son, his wife, his daughter. In in this, we have the leader of a like, cavalry. Her name's Madeline. She's probably one of the my favorite characters of the story. Um, everything just converges towards, towards the end. And there's just some moments that just make you want to scream at the author and say, what the hell were you thinking? And surprisingly enough, the sequel, I believe it's called Wrathbringer, is due to come out in about a month or so. So be sure to keep an eye out on those. I know I can't wait to get my hands on them, and it's just going to be a fabulous sequel. It's one of my highly anticipated sequels of 2022. The next grimdark book I would like to discuss is Black Dog by K.V. Johansson. Now, this book. The writing style is very similar to Stephen Erickson's in Malazan Book of the Fallen series. And this black dog is very heavily influenced on religion, um, reincarnation, um, gods, and friendships and, and guardianships from um, like a protector to a child who is viewed upon from everyone to be a god. Now the main story revolves around this girl who was actually a goddess reincarnated. The goddess name is... Atalisa and her guardian, known as the Black Dog, is also a reincarnation of her guardian from ages and ages past. When the story begins, the goddess is actually a young uh, child. She's like less than 10 years old and she's not ready to take on the responsibilities that are required of her to protect the lake town around her. So, the town, the leadership is actually appointed, and there's like priests who take over the positions that she wants to entail until she becomes of age. Conversely, the black dog is towards the end of his um, reincarnation cycle. So he has all the knowledge and he has all the brute strength and he has all everything that he needs to protect her. But there's an invasion and then there's someone coming to take the young child to become like the wife of this barbarian. So that's where it all begins. And then after they escape, there has to be like a new black dog to take the reins, and you just get all of the hidden backdrops of the story. There's there's demons, there's repressed uh, darkness, there's characters scheming, and everything comes to life in like the first hundred pages of this work. Um, I've never seen anyone talk about it, which is kind of staggering given how how much I just love this story. So, Black Dog by K. V. Johansson. Be sure to give it a read. This is just. It's a standalone novel as well so you can just pick this up out of nowhere you don't need any background now the last series i want to talk about is also probably my personal favorite and definitely top five series all time for me and that is the stone dance of the chameleon by ricardo pinto for those of you who are interested in my episodes i did a full interview with ricardo uh, some months ago going through how he came up with this series What were his influences. We get into a little bit of the characters, into the world that he's been, and some of the other aspects. And it's just a fascinating read. Ricardo is an amazing person, an amazing author. I would definitely recommend giving that one a go. So it is a Mesoamerican dark fantasy like no other, as it says right on the front cover. There is no magic. The main character, his name is Carnelian, he is actually exiled on this island from the beginning of the story. When he sees black ships, black sails actually on the horizon, coming to take him and his father back to the mainland, to the capital of Usrakum, to partake in the election of a new god emperor. But while they're making their way towards the capital, they're surrounded by outside barbarians. They're actually and they're being infested by like a plague. So you see the hardships that everyone on the outside is going through. You have hidden assassins, you have uh, family drama. You have political asp- aspirations of people trying to get above in the in the civilization because it depends heavily on your blood rank and how it comes down from the emperor himself. And then every single delineation going down is very mathematical. And it's quite fascinating. I just love this series. And it gets progressively darker with each book you read. And it doesn't stop until the last, last book, probably like the last few pages, I would say. I can't stop raving about this series. I've been um, touting it for many, many months, and I just love for everyone to just at least give it a try. You haven't read Grimdark until you've read um, the first book. is titled The Masters by Ricardo Pinto. I would put this against any Grimdark book anyone will ever write, and I sincerely mean that from the bottom of my heart. So be sure to give it a try. And the cover art, Ricardo did himself, and they're just gorgeous to look. I'm actually holding it in my hand right this very second. Now, before we wrap up here, I just want to give a quick list of upcoming grim dark fantasy books on the horizon that I'm very much looking forward to reading. And these are not necessarily new books um, that are going to be published in the next few months or so. First one I see is We Ride the Storm by Devin Matson. This is uh, Asian-inspired um, epic fantasy. I believe it's also a dark fantasy with that as well. I've seen a lot of good reviews about it. I actually have book one right here next to me um that's definitely one that i'm looking forward to reading on the horizon another one is blackwing by ed mcdonald this is a is apocalyptic grimdark um story with uh with machines and a a main character who has like a magic tattoo that gives him some sorts of powers and seeing able to communicate with other members and it's something i've been looking forward to haven't got a chance to check it out yet And I guess the final one that is on my horizon, and I've actually seen some great reviews about it, is um, Sons of Darkness by Gaurav Mohanty. This, I've heard, is kind of like a derivative of Malazan Book of the Fallen. I was able to get a digital copy of this book. It's sitting on my Kindle right now. It's definitely something I look forward to getting to for the end of the year. And with that, I think we will wrap up. Thank you so much for following along on my series, Subgenre D- Deep Dive-In with Grimdark. I look forward to diving into epic fantasy in the next coming weeks, and that'll be a big undertaking, I know, because there's no shortage of great epic fantasy stories. I may need some help getting my list together, but stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay out of the heat. It is very hot, I know, and especially in London and in the United States. And with that, cheers.